When I was born again in 1975, I owned a small business, an American Indian arts business, in Dallas, Texas. An incident occurred at my shop, and a young woman took me to court over the incident. As I was preparing to go to court, I heard the following words, which I believed were from God. Don't testify. It was just brought to my mind by the Holy Spirit, but I had no doubt that it was God speaking to me, telling me what to do. At that time, I knew very little about things of God. And yet I believed. I think that instant must have been a gift of faith. I was not basing my faith on a scripture or anything except I believed that was a word from God. Everybody fought me about that word. I told my attorney at the time that he might not want to represent me because I believed that God had told me not to testify. Therefore, I would not be testifying in the court case. Well, he said, if you would testify, I know we would win. But he said, I think we can win anyway because Flo witnessed what happened. Flo was a woman who worked for me. So he accepted that I would not testify. When Flo learned that I was not going to testify, she became very angry with me. And she said to me, now that you aren't testifying, all the burden of this trial will be on me. And I said to her, well, I'm very sorry about that, but I don't see what I can do other than not testify because I believe it was God who told me don't testify. The man I was dating at the time said, Joan, you're not doing this girl any favor by not testifying. I said, I'm not trying to do her any favor. I'm simply obeying a word that I believe I heard from God to me concerning what I was to do. We got to the court trial, and Flo testified, and my lawyer said to me, well, her testimony didn't go as well as I thought it would, but if you would testify, I know we will win this case. And I said, well, I'll see. And I childlike just got up and left the courtroom went in the ladies room and prayed I said God what do you want me to do about this court trial and I heard don't testify I went back into the courtroom and the lawyer from the lawyer's table was looking back at the door waiting for me and I just shook my head no and he proceeded with case I even said to God during the case, it was a two-day trial, and I said to God, 
I hope you know what we're doing because I'm going to lose this case. Well, we didn't lose the case. I did not testify, and we won the case. But as I look back on this situation 40, 50 years back in the past, and as I have learned things about meditating on the Word of God and building your faith to be able to do the Word of God, as I've learned those things, I have thought, how in the world could I have ever held to a belief that I'd heard from God in such a serious matter? And I think about it, I think it must have been a special gift of faith at that time. Faith is one of the spiritual gifts. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12, start at verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Verse 9, to another faith. I know I often have a word of knowledge from God. And he's shown me how to operate in that gift. But it wasn't until recently, in thinking about what happened to that court case, and in understanding how we build our faith in God as we meditate in Scripture, that I came to think, I believe that case must have been a gift of faith from the Holy Spirit to be able to hang on to believing that I'd heard from God. For I had no evidence of Scripture or anything. I just heard that word one day and believed it was God. And you don't disobey God. It's in my heart very deeply to know that if you hear from God, you obey it. God also showed me, as an early Christian, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And I knew that applied to us today. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. When you see a scripture, you meditate in that scripture day and night, and the power and the strength of God enables you to do that verse of scripture. This story involves another court case that happened after my first court case, and it also pertained to a situation at my business. A man charged several Indian arts dealers in Dallas with conspiring to keep him from doing business in Dallas. It was a totally ridiculous charge. I had written a newspaper article 
upon request for the Dallas Morning News on protecting people in the purchasing of Indian arts. This man was an itinerant merchant that went around the country, rented motel rooms in various cities, put an ad in the paper that he was selling merchandise, Indian arts, at less 70%. And I had said one of the things you have to be very careful about are the itinerant merchants. And he attached me to a conspiracy charge based on that. I didn't even know who the man was. When the deputy sheriff served papers on me, he said, little lady, do you know who so-and-so is? And I said, no, I don't. He said, well, he certainly knows you because he is suing you for a million dollars. I just gasped. Not only I had never met him, never heard of him, but I probably had maybe two or three or four hundred dollars in the bank at that time. It was ludicrous. And the charge was ludicrous. I went into my office and had the papers in my hand, the law papers, and I just tossed them over on the counter. I just thought, this is the silliest thing I've ever heard of. After about a week, I realized if I didn't respond to this lawsuit, that man could take away all my merchandise. So I called a lawyer. It was the same lawyer that had dealt with the case where I couldn't testify. And he was totally willing to take the case. A few days after that, I received a bill from the lawyer. And then the next week, I received another bill, and I paid it. And I think I paid about $3,000. And I just said to God, well, this is eating up all the profit from my business. God has shown me to get out of debt and stay out of debt and operate the business only by the amount of cash that I had at the time to buy merchandise. This was taking all of the money that I had to buy merchandise, and I just talked it over with God. After that, I saw a scripture in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. When I saw that, I began talking to God about that scripture. I said, now, I'm a servant of God now, so this scripture pertains to me. So if no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper, why have I attorneys that I'm having to pay? Why do I have attorneys represent me in this lawsuit? Why don't I represent myself? It wouldn't cost me anything. I was a brand new Christian at that time, not quite as secure in following God as I hope I have become by this time.
So I decided that I would go discuss this with my pastor. I made an appointment with pastor, and as I was driving to the appointment, I asked God to give pastor wisdom. I explained to the pastor what my plan was, to go to court without any human legal counsel based on this promise of God to the church cited in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. So as my plan to dismiss my attorneys and go to court representing myself without any human legal counsel. My pastor listened to what I said, and then he said something I knew was from God. He said, Joan, I perceive that you have the faith to do this this way. After I left the pastor, I called my attorney and told him that I am a Christian, and this scripture says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Gordon was just shocked. He said, Joan, you can't do this. You can't go to court representing yourself. You don't understand how evil these courts are today. I said, Gordon, either the Bible and the scriptures have power for us to live by today, or they are simply a history book telling about God. If they are a history book just telling us about God, I don't want anything to do with the Bible. But if the Bible has real power from God, then I want to hold fast to it. And this is a good way to prove the situation. And Gordon said to me, But Joan, we're willing to work with you meaning they were willing to let me be in debt to them. And God had told me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. That was violating what I had previously been told by God, so that couldn't be right. Neither did I ever hear the law firm mention God. If they had said something to me like, God sent us to help you, but they didn't. This was strictly a secular deal that, They were willing to let me owe them money. When I'd been told to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and I'd gotten to that point, but the lawsuit was dragging me back into debt, or would be very shortly. So Gordon said to me, We're willing to work with you. It'll only take about $10,000 more for us to try your case. And I screamed out over the phone, $10,000 more. Gordon, stop. Don't do anything else from this moment. The 
pending lawsuit drug on about four months, and I was terrified. But I kept that scripture in front of me day and night, that Isaiah 54, 17. And every once in a while, God would bring another scripture to my attention. So I added that other scripture to the original scripture of Isaiah 54, 17, and kept it before me day and night. About 14 scriptures were given me by God to give me strength to do this over that four-month period of time. I recorded those scriptures on a cassette tape, on both sides of a cassette tape. And when I would go to bed, I would play that tape. And when I would awaken in the night, I would turn the tape over and play the other side. I did this every night for the next four months to give me courage. Six days before we were to go to trial in U.S. District Court, the man who was suing me, his lawyer, called me. And he said, since you don't have a lawyer, I'm calling you to tell you that my client dropped all charges. He said, we always told him he should not sue you, that he didn't have any grounds to sue you over writing a newspaper article. But he said he wouldn't listen to us. He was like a madman. And I said, well, did he just drop all charges against me? Or did he drop all charges against everyone? And his lawyer said he cut everyone loose because this man was suing several dealers of American Indian arts in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He was also suing the Better Business Bureau of Dallas and the Better Business Bureau of Fort Worth. He cut everyone loose, dropped the lawsuit. I've always thought when we followed God, everyone in our path was blessed. And that's what happened in this case. Everyone was freed from the lawsuit. About two weeks after this, my lawyer came to my shop and wanted to visit with me. He said, I just want you to know, at our law firm, for the last two weeks, we have often discussed your case. And we believe What you said happened, happened. Now, in no way was I trying to be a witness. I just was doing what I felt God led me to do to be able to stay out of debt. But even though I wasn't trying to be a witness, I know I was witnessing to many people about the scriptures and how God upholds the scriptures today, the promises of God for his people. If you do a scripture, it shows that you have an evidence of faith. The doing of what you have heard from God is evidence of faith. But you must have that faith in your heart. I attended a church outside of Dallas called Word of Faith for a few years. At one point, God 
gave me a dream and showed me to leave that church group. But our Bible teacher said to me one day, everyone here talks about faith at the church. But he said, you live faith. I'd never really thought about it before. I thought we were all the same. I know they were teaching to find a scripture to stand on. And I knew that I was being led by God to a scripture because I would turn to God and ask him what I should do about something. And later I would see a scripture or hear from the Holy Spirit directly a scripture. And I focused on that scripture. So I knew I was standing on scripture, but I was being led by God and the Holy Spirit to stand on that scripture. One time I did hunt a scripture to stand on. It didn't work at all. But the rest of the time, it was God I was hearing from. He was bringing a scripture to my attention, or as I was reading the Bible, he would cause me to focus on that scripture, and then I would do what I saw in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, meditate on that scripture day and night that it would enable me to have the power to do that scripture. And then I would have good success. So I was going about it one way, but apparently the people at that church were hunting the scripture with their own natural mind and trying to stand on it to get what they wanted. And this teacher at that church saw the difference between me and them. If we pray according to the will of God, our prayer will be answered. 1 John chapter 5, start at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in God. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that we have the petitions we desired of him. We know that he hears us whatsoever we ask. If it's according to his will that we are praying. A young man came to Lubbock to try to get a job at Texas Tech. And I had known this young man in the past and he stayed at my house in my guest room. And we talked about things of God. He was a church-going person. And I remember he said, it's so nice to be around a godly woman. But he said, it's good for you too, because now you have someone you can tell your troubles to. And I said, but I don't tell my troubles to humans. He said, you don't? And I said, no. He said, well, who do you tell them to? And I said, to God. I talked them over with God. And then he said to me, Will you pray that I get this job at Texas Tech as a university? And I said, no, I will not, because I don't know the will of God for you. He was very shocked. And if we pray according to God's will, then our prayer will be answered. But I don't know if it's God's will for you to get this job. So, no, I won't pray that. He was really surprised. 
I wanted to marry. And from the minute I became a Christian, I was praying for God to send a husband to me or me to him that I would marry. The prayer group was praying that. One woman in the prayer group hit on the truth. She said, well, if it's the will of God, Joan will marry. But she said, of course it's the will of God for Joan to marry. Well, I was kind of shattered by her statement. I had a very strong call of God on my life. And I have to say that in looking back over it, it certainly appears that God's will was not for me to marry. One time I was dating this man, and I owned my business at that time, and there were big plate glass windows in the front of my business, so you could see out and see if somebody was heading toward your shop. I saw Bob walking down the sidewalk, and I heard from God these words. You can have all the money you want, but you're not going to have this. And I thought, God was telling me I would not be marrying Bob. I didn't realize at the time God was telling me I would not be marrying. Looking back on the situation of my life and the calling and the offices of apostle, prophet, and knowing what you have to do to perform those offices, I know it would have been very difficult for me to have to deliver the kind of messages I had to deliver and be married. So now I thank God for the calling and for the work that he has had me to do and that he kept me from marrying, for I don't think I could have done this work. Now there definitely are women who are prophets. Anna in the Bible was one of those women who was a prophet. But I was at a different point in time at the end of the world, before Jesus returns, and I had to deliver some very, very difficult messages. At least that's my opinion that this is what happened. But I do know if we pray according to the will of God, our prayer will be answered. First John chapter 5. So faith can be a gift of the Holy Spirit and just happen. Or faith can also be having God call a scripture to your attention and you're meditating on it day and night in order to do the scripture lays the foundation for the faith to go in a certain direction. And as you actually do the scripture, your faith is increased And as you share with other people the situation of what God is doing, your faith becomes effectual. One more scripture today. Let's look at Philemon. That's just one chapter book. We're going to look at one verse in Philemon. Verse 6. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I don't hesitate to share what God has told me. Communicating to others.
I think there is a danger of silence that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.